father's lightsaber. What? Lightsabers, precious? Hello, and welcome to What's Lightsabers, Precious? Wasting your time on fictional wikis. I'm Ryan. And I'm Joanna. Joanna, what's this show? Well, on this show, I'm going to explain to my lovely husband a thing or two about Lord of the Rings. And I'm going to explain to my lovely wife a thing or two about Star Wars. Ryan, tell me about your experience with Lord of the Rings and Star Wars up to this point okay. in history. I'll start with Lord of the Rings because it's a lot shorter. I read The Hobbit when I was in middle school. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Got really into it. I did a book report on it. I had to write poems about it. I don't remember any of it except for my poem about Smaug. Uh, which ended with, the weird thing about it, he was beat by a hobbit. I was pretty proud of myself. That is weird. I don't think so. I think it's a very good poem. I'll try to find it. It's at my parents' house. Uh, I read Fellowship of the Ring. A little slower. Not as fun as The Hobbit. A lot of Tom Bombadil in poems. Well. Okay. And I read half of The Two Towers and gave up. And then I watched the movies. And the movies are are real good. I I watched them with you because you had me sit down and watch the extended ones back to back. Over a course of like 12 hours, and I, I got really into it. It was great. We saw the Hobbit movies in theaters. That's about my extent. Uh, Star Wars, oh boy! I probably saw it the first time when my dad got the VHS box set, pre-special edition. Nice. When I was in like second grade. Uh, and after that, I was just like, gone. Gone, baby, gone. Uh, my friends and I all played the Star Wars card game. At least we collected the cards, and I read all, all the novels. Of course, I've seen all the movies multiple times, and I've, I've watched the Ewok Adventure movies, I've watched all the Clone Wars cartoon, I play the Star Wars role-playing game, I've, I have the X-Wing miniatures game, I have countless Star Wars action figures and toys at home, and it wasted a lot of my time as a kid. Mmm, um, mm, I yeah. see. Joanna, what's your experience with, with Star Wars and Lord of the Rings? Well, my experience with Star Wars, I think, is about the same as any kids growing up in the United States. Primarily through cultural osmosis. Though, of course, I watched it Mm -hmm. when I was a kid. Sure. I had a brief moment in late high school where I got into it, but that's kind of just because my ex-boyfriend was into it. Yeah. So my abiding memory is going to see, um, what's the name of the third third prequel movie? Revenge of the Sith, Joanna. Revenge of, we went and saw Revenge of the Sith in theaters. Yep, I was there for that. You were! You were! And do you remember how my ex-boyfriend, who will go unnamed, refused to sit next to me because you guys apparently planned out your seating order, like, months ahead of time? Uh, just a disclaimer, we didn't. Well, that's Um, what he said. He said a lot of things. He said he had to sit with his boys because you guys planned it out, like, several months ahead of time. And I got mad, and I stabbed him in the crotch with my purple lightsaber that you gave me. Just like Mace Windu would do. Just like Mace Windu would do. Mace Windu would do that. Yeah. Like Mace Windu do. Yeah, what would Mace Windu? That, apparently. Stab his ex-boyfriend in the crotch with a purple lightsaber. Yeah. So That's a Mace Wind-don't. <laughs> okay, okay, continue, sorry. All right, that's the extent of my experience with Star Wars, more or less. Lord of the Rings, like you, I read The Hobbit in middle school. And then later, in eighth grade, I was at the library with my mom, and she convinced me to read Lord of the Rings... Apparently, when she was younger, she and her friends used to be really into it, and they all had nicknames from the book. So my mom was Galadriel, her friend was Eowyn. Runs in the family. Well, so yeah, some deep nerd shit, like right off the bat there. I didn't have an issue like you did, Ryan. I actually found it to be quite a, a brisk and fun read. 
I got lucky in that shortly after I finished the books, uh, the movies came out. And I remember when I first read about them coming out, I was like, oh, come on. This is so stupid. You can't make movies of these books. They're completely unfilmable. You'll never capture the essence. And, of course, I was dead wrong on that. Because me and the rest of America ended up getting obsessed with them. Yep. And so then that was pretty much high school for me. Yeah, you and your buddy Teresa were like diehard Lord of the Rings folks. Well, I think like anybody who's sort of unhappy at school. <laughs> you need some sort of outlet, right? I suppose. I mean, we weren't drinking. Like Star Wars, I guess. So yeah. We weren't drinking. We weren't smoking. We weren't scoring. I mean, we weren't doing much of anything, to be honest. Well, you did make some dynamite Lord of the Rings parody films. We made parody films. I wrote a fan, a self-insert fan fiction that was, I think, about 100 pages long. Yeah. Where I went to Middle Earth, and at the end I ended up marrying Frodo Baggins. I don't think it would work, but... I mean, I, I, I will say about the films, I, I was in the, the epic conclusion, The Return of the Chunks. We don't really need... I mean, that's a bit I mean, beyond the purview of this program, I think. It's right. not. I think it's part of our experience. Likewise, my experience with Star Wars is making... I made fan movies with my action figures, and I was in elementary school, and they were trash. But I had a great time making them. There's one where there was a train that Jabba the Hutt owned, and, like, everyone was on board the train. <laughs> Why does Jabba the Hutt need a train if he's got... Spaceships? He's a crime lord, dude. He can do as he wants. But, like, was it a hover train, or was it just... No, it was a train set I had. Oh. Yeah, it was, like... It was just the right scale for my action figures, which was perfect. And so I had, he was like transferring like banthas or something. It was a whole story. I should find, I should find it. And it ended with the disco party. I remember that. It just seems like kind of a technological step backwards for Jabba the Hutt. Okay, listen, Joanna, he's a Hutt. Hutt's got money. I mean, I'm saying this in my movie, Mary and Pippin were played by two Samantha dolls from the American Girls collection. I was going to so say, yeah. I think, you know, I Treebeard think... was me under a floral comforter. and I mean, you do what you can. You do what you can. Yeah. When you're young and you're a fan. And speaking of people who did what they can as a fan. Yeah. Have you heard of the Encyclopedia of Arda? From you? Tell me more, though. All right. So the Encyclopedia of Arda is one of our focuses. So each week, month, Mm -hmm. how often are we doing this? Whenever we feel like it. Whenever we feel like it. I'm going to choose a random article, or not-so-random article, from the Encyclopedia of Arda, which is the oldest online resource for all things Tolkien. What? Yeah, it is. Oh, just wait, just wait. Mm -hmm. And Ryan is going to choose one article. Sorry. You almost sounded like the namesake of of this wiki, which is the Wikipedia. Yes. I'm a Wookiee. That's what you sounded like. I was actually burping. Oh. A little bit. Wookiees, if you read the wiki, you'll find that they about all their burping habits. Because Wikipedia has all the details you never wanted to know about Star Wars things. And I'm going to pick an article from that every week. Or whenever we do this. And we're going to teach each other while teaching you. Should be an educational experience. There should be, you know, a little bit of silliness. A little bit of scholarship. Probably not that much of the latter, if I'm being completely honest. I think you'll find Wikipedia is a completely scholarly resource with well-cited documents and details of wiki life cycles. Well, actually, the uh, Wikipedia gets credit for being the direct inspiration for this because Mm -hmm. several years back we were really obsessed with a specific article on Wikipedia that is unfortunately no longer there. Mm -hmm. The article was titled Unidentified Gold-Skinned Man. And they never identified him because the article's gone new. R.I.P. R.I.P. Unidentified Gold-Skinned Man. I also liked uh, Rodian wearing a jacket. Oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. Unidentified Rodian wearing a jacket. That article's gone too. Oh my god, what happened to all these articles? They purged all my faves. 
Well, if we can ever use the Wayback Machine to find these articles again, we'll make sure to link them to you because they are choice reading. That'll be a special episode. Yes. All right. Okay, so... so Joanna, what are you going to teach me today? Well, what do you know about Arda? Well, you just told me it's the name of the Lord of the Rings Wikipedia. Well, okay, yes, it sort Arda, of. I saw you printing off a map earlier. Mm-hmm. So I imagine it's a the planet or the landmass of Middle-earth. You're almost right. Okay. Middle-earth is part of Arda, but Arda and Middle-earth are not themselves synonymous with each other. I hope you explain the difference, because I'm confused already. All right, well, hold on to your ass. So here we go. Encyclopedia of Arda. So our tagline for our show is wasting time on fictional wikis. It's important to note Encyclopedia of Arda is not actually a wiki. What is it, then? Um, it's an encyclopedia. Um, well, I but think it's... you'll find... Excuse me. I think you'll find... It's, is it a site that has articles that can be edited by users? Uh, no, they cannot. Oh, no. Okay, so it is an encyclopedia. It is an encyclopedia. So right there, are, like the premise of our show is just bullshit. Right oh, to we should come up with a different tagline. Joanna, what are we doing? Okay, we'll come up with a different tagline for episode two. You're just going to have to tolerate it for this episode, though. I like that tagline, though. Okay. So what's interesting about Encyclopedia of Arda is that it actually predates Wikipedia by four years. Wow. So Wikipedia began in 2001, Encyclopedia of Arda, by comparison, began in 1997. Wow. Yeah. Here's some other... That's like early internet. That's ancient. That is Net 1.0. In fact, it's one of the few surviving remnants of Web 1.0. Some other interesting facts. Encyclopedia of Artica was created by a guy named Mark Fisher, who as far as I'm able to tell is just a dedicated fan. Hmm. Just, 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 Just a guy who loves Tolkien. Yeah. Wikipedia... On the other hand, was created by Jimmy Wales, an American internet entrepreneur. Uh, yeah, I know him because he always asks for money when he goes on Wikipedia. He does do that. You know who doesn't do that? Mark Fisher of Encyclopedia of Arda. Does Mark Fisher still run Encyclopedia of Arda? In fact, he does. Uh, really? Yes, he does. He does. 20 years later. Wow, good for him. Yes. So Jimmy Wales and Larry Sanger, who's an American philosopher... But he actually walked away one year after the launch of Wikipedia because there were too many trolls. Mm. You know where Just that... like in Middle Earth. <laughs> There's a lot of trolls there, too. That's true, except I would argue that the trolls on Wikipedia are a lot more unattractive. So, an interesting fact that I found, although it's only tangentially related, Jimmy Wales and Larry Sanger met through an Ayn Rand ma- mailing list. Well, well, technically an objectivism mailing list, but Yikes. it's Ayn Rand, essentially. Not cool. Mark Fisher did not meet himself through an Ayn Rand mailing list, by contrast. He met himself at At birth, birth, presumably. Yeah. However, Wikipedia does have one point in its favor. It has 5.5 million articles in English. Wow. Encyclopedia of Arda has 4,000 articles. Now, are all of those created by Mark Fisher? I have to assume that he has help writing Mm. some of them. You said not everyone can edit it. Not everyone can edit it. Uh, no, it's not open as a wiki is. You can't just edit it from your home browser. I see. So uh, presumably you'd have to be invited. So that's Encyclopedia of Arda and the myriad ways in which it is superior to Wikipedia. Yeah, clearly. Now I'm going to get into today's topic, Arda. Arda. So, according to the Encyclopedia of Arda, Arda is, quote, the world and all that is in it. Mm-hmm. Arda was created by the music of the Ainur. And you can think of the Ainur sort of as gods. 
Essentially, they're the pantheon of gods. So they they played music. And they it, did. And it made everything. It made everything. Wowza. And the, this land was made to be a dwelling place for elves and men. Do we know what their music sounds like? Oh, pretty damn good, Does I should say. sick beats? I would imagine. Some hot loot action, maybe? Um, I think it was some deep house. Deep house, trance house. Yeah. Vaporwave. Nerdcore. No, not nerdcore. Uh, it wouldn't be nerdcore. God. Folk metal. I think all of the above. I mean, they're gods. They can do whatever music they want. Exactly. So. I, mean, I guess here's another question. Was anyone around to hear it? Good. Yeah, that's an actual, very philosophical in a way. Uh, because if nobody was around to hear it, did they really play it? Except they heard each other, so. But I mean, were there like little little hobbits running around? Or anything no. Like no. That, okay, so, yes. Excellent question. Nobody else existed. Oh, so it was this big empty land. Yes. At this time, it was just the Ainur. They were preparing it for elves and men, but elves and men were not yet extant. Whoa. Okay. Big ol' empty place. And this place consisted of... I have a map, which we'll link to in the footnotes. It's great to have a visual thing in in an audio podcast, don't you think? I know. I was born Wow, look at this map, guys. Can you see this map I'm looking at? It's really good. You guys wish you could see this? Oh, my God. You're missing out so much. It's a feast for the eyes. So... Off to the west, the furthest point west was Valinor. Valinor. The Undying Lands. And oh. this is where Frodo and the elves go at the end of Return of the King when they sail into the west. I noticed, yeah. I remember that part. Yes. Okay, this is Arda as it was originally created, by the way. It looks substantially different by the time Frodo and company came around. Like tectonic plates and stuff? Maybe. I I think it probably had more to do with God than it had to do with tectonics, but... So, um, to the east of Valinor, we have this enormous sea. Uh, In fact, it's called the Great Sea. And then, to the east of that, we have the Hitherlands. And this is a continent that would later become the Middle Earth we all know and love. So, Middle Earth is called Middle Earth because it's literally in the middle of the Earth. Oh, I didn't know that. And then to the southeast of Middle-earth is something just called Darkland. That's spooky. Not the Darklands, but Darkland. Darkland. Yeah. Where the sun don't shine. Where the sun don't shine. Arda sort of changed and morphed as time went on. Uh-huh. As I mentioned. And it changed throughout the Four Ages. Now, are you familiar with the Four Ages? I think Lord of the Rings took place in the Third Age. It did! It did! Good job! Yes! So, Lord of the Rings took place in the Third Age. But, as you can imagine, this history goes all the way back to the very first one. And this is when they uh, played their sick music. Well, they played the sick music actually somewhat prior to the first age. Oh. Uh, so, f- what was that then? Was that like age zero? Pre age. Yeah, pre. I'm actually not entirely sure like what they call that, but it's pre first age. Okay. So the first age started um, when a group of elves in Middle Earth defeated the creatures of Morgoth. Now, Morgoth is essentially an evil Ainur, an mm-hmm. evil god. He can be compared to, say, Satan. Okay. Yeah. I mean, these are pre-First Age elves. Ah, uh, these are pre-First Age elves, Were they, yes. like, cave elves? No, they were actually called deep elves. Well, okay, I guess they could be cave elves, because they were called deep elves. They live in caves, it sounds like. Uh, um, in the deeps. I would have to actually look that up and confirm it. Um, I was wondering if they're, like, primitive elves, or if they're, like, proper Third Age-looking elves. I don't think elves came out primitive. I think they pretty much came out 
perfected. Okay. That's, I want to learn about elves at some point. So we will me. learn about elves, for sure. You know, I want, you know I love me some elves. Yeah, elves are like your favorite for whatever. Well, besides Tom Bombadil. Tom Bombadil's. I like the funny-looking goblins and orcs. Those are probably my favorites. You like the ones that have New Zealand accents. He looks fresh. Eh, why can't we have some meat? Meat's back on the menu, boys. Anyway, we digress. Yep. So that was when the First Age began. So these elves of Middle-earth, they defeated the creatures of Morgoth, and the sun rose for the first time. Wait, so it was really, it was dark before then? It was super dark. Well, okay, in Valinor it wasn't dark because they had the light of these two trees, these two, like, magic trees. But that is another topic for another day because those trees are actually quite important. So they run around in the dark. They defeated Morgoth. Yeah. They defeated Satan in the dark. They defeated Satan in the dark. Deep elves defeated Satan in the dark. It just occurred to me, um, it's if it's dark everywhere, well, I guess they have the moon. Maybe the dark land doesn't even have the moon, and that's why it's even darker. I should just call it darker it should all land. Be the, yeah, yeah, the darkest land. Darkest land. Well, whatever, regardless. So they defeated him and the sun rose for the first time. The first age lasted for about 590 years, and then Morgoth was defeated again in the War of Wrath, and his ass was kicked out of Arda. He keeps coming back. He just keeps coming back. Like eczema or genital wards. Hey guys, I'm back. It's me, Morgoth. Or, yeah. Let's hang again. Those deep elves are gone. Let's chill. Kind of. It's me, Morgoth. And then, even after he's gone, his disciple, who you may know as Sauron. Oh, I do know him. You do know him. Not personally, but I know him. He's still raising hell. Morgoth's defeated again in the War of Wrath and expelled from Arda. And then the Second Age begins with the creation of this giant island kingdom called Numenor. Numenor, that's uh, Aragorn. Yeah, uh, yeah, he has the blood of Numenor. Good. See, you know more than you give yourself credit for. It rubs off on me living with you. Yeah. So, don't say rubs off. Okay. It sounds gross. It, okay. I don't like it. So, the giant island kingdom of Numenor was a kingdom of men. As in humans, not just like a giant sausage fest in the middle of the ocean. Okay. So the Numenorians were very long-lived and very upright initially, but then, unfortunately, they were seduced by none other than your boy Sauron. My boy! Into attacking Valinor. Oh, no. The Undying Lands, which is kind of a jackass move. Obviously didn't go well for them. Their island sank to the ocean. They all died. Okay. And that was the fall of Numenor. Interestingly, so up until that point, Arda had been flat. Uh-huh. Interesting fact for you flat earthers, whom I'm sure comprise an enormous portion of our audience. But them attacking Valinor basically, like, screwed things up so much that the earth just, like, got upset and bent into a globe. So, mm, How? I don't know. What's and what's inside it? Um, is is Arda a hollow Earth? I don't know. Did Sauron do that? Was that his doing? No. Take this flat Earthers. It was probably God. Okay. Maybe it's got magic inside. Um. Maybe there's cream filling. I'm not entirely sure what's in there. I just you think if it's going to wrap around and make a perfect sphere, which is pretty pretty great already. Like I'm surprised it becomes just like a lumpy blob in space, or like a cylinder, or like uh, you know a different shape. Now that I'm thinking about this, it's got to have like the normal like crust mantle core construction because Mount Doom is volcanic, right? So it has oh, to have yeah. magma inside it, so right? Like, 
So I guess not only did it wrap around, but it got like a crust and a mantle and a lithosphere and a sphenosphere. I guess it's, yeah, like okay. I, I always want to wonder this from flat earthers, like what do they think will happen if you dig all the way down? Do you just like fall into space? Yeah. So does that kind of mean so if the flat earthers believe that there is crust and mantle and and core but instead of like being like a, like a layered s- sphere it's flat it's underneath like a cake it's like a layer cake yeah i guess you'd die before you could dig through the other side because it would be like molten hot magma so as arda you think it's kind of like that like a layer cake maybe and then when it's spread around like that all that lava in the middle coming bloop, became a sphere yeah okay yeah i'm pretty sure that's canonically that's okay. canonically yeah, when you think Accurate. about flat or think about like flat like a map, but no, no, there'd be like dirt and rocks and you know mantle. And it's got to be something like that. I think yeah. we've just blown this thing wide open. Wide open. All right. By the way, like Encyclopedia of Artists says none of that. So Sauron did that, or God did that indirectly. Indirectly, Sauron caused it to happen because he was just so evil that the Earth was just like nope, it just curved. that was the Second Age. That was in the Second Age. Okay. Now the Third Age was three thousand years long. It began with the overthrow of Sauron by the last alliance of elves and men, and that was what we saw in the Fellowship of the Ring. And by this time, Arda was essentially the shape that we see in Lord of the Rings. And then the Third Age, of course, ended with the destruction of the One Ring and the coronation of Aragorn Elessar mm-hmm. as the King of Gondor. Mm-hmm. And then the Fourth Age began. Yeah. Now, you might ask... Are we still in the Fourth Age? Are we still in the Fourth Age? Good question. I don't know. Uh, the Fourth Age is the age of men, and we are men, and men still very much dominate the Earth. Okay, yes, yes. Now, I guess I should clarify, the history of Arda is actually the history of our ancient Earth? Yes. It's supposed to be a lost age of Earth. So, Where are the fossils of hobbits, huh? Um, you might want to look into a species called Homo floresiensis. I'm just saying. Where are this? Where's the elves? Um, where's all those stone trolls? Maybe their fossils? skeletons wouldn't be significantly different from ours. They wouldn't have ear bones, would they? No, they wouldn't. I don't know how you would distinguish an elf from a human just from the skeleton. I don't think you could. Mm. So I'm just saying, yes, it is supposed to be like an ancient prehistory of like northwestern Europe. We're in the fourth age now. And well, the fourth age has been going a long time. That's like my impression is that once the actual written historical record started, then that's the fifth age. No, I think that whole numbering system must have stopped at that point, and then okay. we went into the Stone Age and the Iron Age and the Bronze Age. So how do you go from being awesome? Castle having magic wielding to being like cavemen. Well, there are wild men in Lord of the Rings. They wild men. You mean like they were like covered in furs? And, yeah. Like, really? Yeah. Big okay. beards and furs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so that is essentially the story of Arda and the four ages in very broad strokes, and we'll elaborate on that as time goes by. Cool. Are you confused? You know, a little, but I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the, the, the details of Arda, seeing the smaller strokes, the individuals, the histories. should be cool. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to being able to do specific events and specific characters. As quick quick to... question, though. Yeah. Uh, Morgoth, Sauron's dad? No. Okay. No, Morgoth is not. No. Okay. And in terms of, like, the um, pantheon, um, Morgoth is actually a step above Sauron. Oh, okay. But we'll get into that more. All right, so Sauron's more like middle management. Yeah. Of evil. Kind of, okay. yeah. All right. 
thanks for telling me about Arda. Yeah, so that's our Middle Earth minute. That was more than just a minute. Far far more than a minute. But now I'm interested in hearing what you dug up on Wikipedia. See, I feel like my fear is that this is going to be a massive tonal shift. Oh, it definitely will be. Because Encyclopedia of Arda is very much scholarly and historical, and Wikipedia is very much... It's scholarly and also historical for a galaxy far, far away a long time ago. So you know, know, the Encyclopedia of Arda is named after Arda, so you start with Arda. Well, the Star Wars Wikipedia is called Wikipedia. So I'm starting with Wookiees. Oh, boy. Joanna, tell me, what what do you know about Wookiees? Well, I know Chewbacca's one. He is. I know that they come from Tajik, Tajikistan. Kashik. Kajikistan. Kashik. Kashik. And it has... Three Ys. Way too many Ys in it. Yes. I know that they apparently live in family units and uh, host Christmas specials. Yeah, I made you watch the Star Wars holiday special. We saw Lumpy and... uh... Uh, Chewbacca's grandpa. And I think the fact that we're not divorced now really speaks to my dedication to this relationship. Yeah, you're really, you're here for the long haul. Thank you. Because, I mean, the part alone where Chewbacca's dad, like, watches porn. That's real bad. That strained a relationship to the breaking point. Yeah. All right. You know a lot about Wookiees. The thing about Wikipedia you have to keep in mind, too, is that unlike Lord of the Rings, where there's, like, a very clear canonical order to things written by Tolkien... Wikipedia has two different sections to each page. The canon page, which is the current canon as run by Disney in their control over Star Wars, and the legends page, which is based on all the crappy books and comics I read when I was in middle school. Um, That stuff's not considered to be canon anymore. uh, But it's definitely the more fun half of Wikipedia because it's long and very, very stupid. Um, is that where, um, for example, there's like Darth Vader's glove and it's oh, being that's guarded gonna, by yeah, whales don't, don't, or something? Don't spoil those, Joanna. That's going to be a future topic of discussion. Um, but yes, yes, that, that's, a, that's considered to be a Legends property. Whereas the new movies, the new uh, novels coming out, the new comics, the, the, uh, some of the games, those are considered to be canon under Disney's new umbrella. And it's for the best... The expanded universe of Star Wars is very dumb. There's a lot of really cool stuff, but also a lot of mostly bad stuff. So it's better that they cut off all the chaff and get back to basics. And the new stuff's pretty good. I'm all, I'm all right with the TV shows and stuff. They're all, they're all very good. So I'll start with the canon side of Wikipedia for Wookiees because it's not super exciting. And, it, you know, it's pretty stuff you know already. All right. Um, so it defines Wookiees as a species of large, hairy humanoids native to the planet Kashyyyk. Okay, I can see that. I So far, I have no disagreements. They were covered in head to toe in a thick, shaggy coat of hair with water-shedding properties. No, we were? Yeah. Are Wookiees extinct now? You remember, this is from a galaxy far, far away a long time ago. Yeah, but long time ago is relative. This is Just... ancient history, Joanna. Everything in Wikipedia is done in the past tense. So there's no more Wookiees? Not in our galaxy. This sucks. Okay, Joanna, this, it's okay. I'm already done with this show. Uh, well... Wait, you didn't even mention the watershedding properties of Wookiee fur. I thought you'd be, I thought you'd stand out to you immediately. How? So is their fur like a... They're basically like, 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 like wetsuit? Like ducks. They're like yeah. ducks. So like water's gonna... So you ever see, hey, you ever see Chewbacca be wet? No. However, I never see... Okay. They live up in the trees. Yep. Not, they're not aquatic in any way. Oh, but wait, there's more. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll get to that in a moment. Did you know that Wookiees have extendable claws? Like cats? Yes, they use them for climbing, and using them for anything else violated the Wookiee honor code. They don't look extendable in the movies. You never see Chewbacca's claws. But if Wookiees broke that rule and they used the claws for fighting, they got uh, exiled and they were called Mad Claws. 
Oh, no. they, they were mad and they used their claws. Oh no! Yeah, so you gotta use to climb trees. Only trees. Anything else? This again. This is the canon side of Wikipedia. This is all. Uh, the Mad Claws thing maybe is from the legend side of things, but I just, the honor code is now canon. I just wonder how you would even litigate that. I saw him use his claws. I saw him pick his nose with them. Yeah, I saw, right? I, I saw him scratching a, a, a penis into his desk. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it just, it's kind of your word against theirs at that point. So I'll get more into that okay. later. Wookiees have a very long lifespan. So, for example, Chewbacca is actually around 200 years old. No, he's not. Yes, yeah. Wookiees can live... Many, many uh, centuries. Um, there's Wookiees in history uh, that have lived a millennia. So so how old is his dad, the one who's watching weird 70s disco porn? Oh, he's, he's ancient, probably. Think about Star Wars. A lot of the races, like, you know, like elves in Lord of the Rings, for example, uh, they have very long lives. You know, like Yoda was like 900 when he was training Luke and stuff like that. I never understand why humans always have to get the shit end of the stick on longevity. Well, in all the fantasy properties, we have the moxie and like the, we have the get up and go because we have short lives. I mean, that's what the, that's what it is. That's the justification in Lord of the Rings as well. But yeah. I always just kind of... Same with Star Wars. But actually in Star Wars, there's a couple races that, there's one that, what are they called? They were one of the pod racing races. Uh, Is it Bulba? No, that's a Doug, Joanna. Doug's of normal lives. Uh, there was one, it was Juan Sandage, I think his name was. And their species, I know, it sounds like... His name was Juan Sandwich. Sandage. But his species only lives 10 years and they die. So, oh, well that explains why he's pottery. Exactly. He's like live fast exactly, and die young. Exactly, that's why you're so good at it. Oh. That's a different topic for a different okay. day. So you know how Chewbacca talks, right? I can't do a Wookiee impression. I have a lot of friends who could do good Wookiee. Uh, yeah, I felt like Chewbacca was right here. Oh my gosh. It kind of sounded like whale song. Yeah, whale baka. Um, they could understand other languages, but they didn't have the right vocal cords to say anything besides their native tongue of Shrewook. Oh. Yeah. When the Empire took over, the Wookiees were enslaved for their physiques. They're very good at lifting things and, and, and digging. They were put in the spice mines. Um, the Empire even classified them as non-sentient because they couldn't speak basic. Um, it's a bit rude. It's a bit rude. Yeah. Think about the Empire. They're extremely racist, and Wookiees were an easy target for them. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's like the basic of the, of the, the canon side of things now. Oh, there's a couple more things I can mention before we move on to Legends, which is the fun stuff. The highest way a Wookiee could compliment someone was to groom them. So if, if, if Chewbacca, like, did your hair, he likes you real good. But is he doing it by, like, licking his fingers and, like, rubbing them? Uh, I didn't explain that, there? but that's kind of how I'm imagining it. Or, like, how, like, a cat cleans its babies or something. I kind of don't want him to do that. But he has, like a, like, a, like, a sandpaper tongue like a cat. That's my, that's my thoughts. It doesn't say that, but that's my fan I just feel like my hair's already really dry. Yeah. And spit tends to be extremely drying because of the amylase. What if he just, like, grooms you? What if he just, like combs you out or like you know picks the bugs out of your hair or you know I don't usually have shampoos your hair or something well okay if he goes to give me a nice shampoo I like that as long as he doesn't use his claws and become a mad claw you're good for if it if he mad claws your head while my you're... head while oh, he... he's shampooing me as a sign of friendship yeah then it's kind of over between us. Yeah, the rest rest of the canon article, stuff we've seen in the movies, talks about episode three in Kashyyyk, it talks about Chewbacca, you know, like it's stuff you've all seen in the movies, nothing really new there. But now we'll go on to the legends. Think about the legends half of Wikipedia. Things are described in way more detail that is completely unnecessary. So let me give you an idea. So we have that first paragraph of the Wookiee article in canon, right? Yes. Tall, tall hairy humanoids named Planet Kashyyyk. Got it, right? right. Watershedding property first. Easy. Here's a paragraph from the legend side of Wikipedia. 
The Wookiees of the jungle planet Kashyyyk were shaggy, sentient beings whose countenance was considered impressive by many other species. They were humanoid in shape with a head, torso, four limbs, and they stood 2.1 meters on average. Their upper limbs, or arms, ended in hands, sporting four fingers plus an opposable thumb that allowed them to grab things. I'm glad they had hands. Uh, there's more. Being a species of tree climbers, Wookiees had strong back, dexterous hands, and thick calf muscles. That's our first paragraph of Legends. Why do we have to know how built their cats Oh, there's are? more. Because okay. the person who wrote this article is hot for Wookiees, okay? Um, there's some more here. Wookiees' nose is very sensitive and provoke some sort of olfactory delirium in the presence of meat. So, Chewbacca gotta have them steaks. Here's some more. Wookiees were also good swimmers, which was reflected by their powerful thighs. We're talking leg day, all right? This person is so hot for Wookiee legs. So you know how they have, you know, water-resistant fur? Yeah. And you said, they're not they're not aquatic. Well, that, have you looked at their thighs lately? I guess I haven't. They're actually very good. I guess I've um, never checked out some Wookiee thighs. Here's some more. I guess they're thick. This biology section of Wookiee, Wookiees is, is, is amazing. Um, they breathe oxygen from yeah. Kashyyyk's atmosphere through their lungs are also among the species that could develop asthma. Okay! <laughs> the Wookiees are also susceptible to the black... Oh, no, stop! <laughs> Who determined that Wookiees can develop asthma? I imagine there was some extended universe comic about the Wookiee with an inhaler and how he didn't <laughs> want it. <laughs> Climbing a tree and getting all, all winded. Like other humanoids, Wookiees had two sexes, male and female. Female Wookiees had six breasts and gave birth to live-born young. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. Because I saw Chewbacca's old lady in yeah. the Star Wars Christmas special, and she did not have six tits. Well, I will show you something later. I may not yeah. check out Wookiee thighs, but I always check out the tits. And she did not have, did not appear to have any, let alone six. Well, I'm going to show you something later that might change your mind. All right. Um, show me some Wookiee tits. Wookiee pups were large at birth, averaging slightly less than one meter. That's a big baby. Wow. Yeah. Another thing about Wikipedia is everything's in metric, because uh, that's the... Well, I mean, that's the scientific international yeah, standard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. be scientific about this. You know about the tree houses. We talked about those, because they're in the Star Wars Holiday Special. Oh, yeah. They built them themselves. And the trees are called Rorschir trees. W-R-O-S-H-Y-R. Again, spoken in Wookiee would make it sound a lot better. Um, they have a thousand different varieties, and they can reach kilometers in height. They're huge trees. Wow. Yeah. I think it's actually pronounced kilometers. Yeah. They had Wookiee marriage based on sexual monogamy. I don't need to know that. But I don't need to know that they weren't screwing around on each other. I think you do, though. I mean, I guess I appreciate it that... Chewbacca wasn't out getting a little strange when he was away from Mala for like two years or whatever right. it was. But you probably know about the Wookiee life debt. Oh yeah, because didn't like Han Solo save Chewbacca or something from and slavery? Then... Yeah, that's a tenet of Wookiee society, right? Um, and that's it... why he had to take off and leave Mala and Lumpy and uh, the dad. Yeah, what's the dad's name? I don't know. Bingo. Bingo the hut. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, hut. <laughs> yeah. Dad's um, a hut. Yeah. They have to go back home for life day, though. That's the only catch. Right. I learned a little about Wookiee politics. I learned something from reading this article. Did you know that Kashyyyk has a king? There's, no. There's a king Wookiee. Really? Yeah. And he's like the king of the planet. King of the Wookiees. Oh. I don't want to see that Wookiee king, but I don't think we'll ever get a chance to see him in the movies. What if what? it turned out Chewbacca's dad was the Wookiee king? Oh, I'd love that. 
That'd be gross, but I like that. He's a king of all planets, and all he's doing is like watching weird. Oh, Prince Chewbacca, seventies oh, VR porn. That'd be great. I learned about Wookiees' uh, eating habits. Yeah, uh, their cuisine relies heavily on spices. And because of this, many dishes were not suitable for humans, as they could damage their gullet and stomach. My gullet! So, like, Don't if Han's damage like, my gullet, bro! So careful, Han, you go over for dinner. You're gonna get a damaged gullet. You're gonna get some ulcers, dude. They also consumed potent alcohol-based beverages, like many other species. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I, that's how it describes it. Including a bunch of different names I can't pronounce because I'm not a Wookiee. Uh, and they're too strong for humans also. They become severely intoxicated after consuming them. Well, that doesn't sound too strong. That sounds like just strong enough. Isn't that the point of drinking alcohol is to become severely intoxicated? Yeah, but this is more than usual, I guess. I mean, if you could die, that would be too strong. There is a link to uh, alcohol here. I could probably follow that. And give oh, there's a link to just, what, the Wikipedia article for alcohol? The, the Wikipedia article for alcohol, yes. All the oh. stars alcohol. Okay, cool. Corellian brandy, all that fun stuff. Um, there's an old saying... Give a Wookiee a knife and send him into the forest in the morning, and by evening he would have carved you a table to eat dinner on and a house to put it in. Oh, that old chestnut. Yep. Oh, yeah, I've heard that a million times. Because Wookiees were very good at building things with their hands, especially wood woodworking. Now, were they allowed to use their claws to carve thing? No, they wouldn't be. It'd That'd be, be mad claw. That's mad claw stuff, yeah. That um, seems like a... I mean, not using them for fighting, okay, but you can't even use them around the house? Like, I don't know. Not I even mean, to, like, scratch yourself? Listen, I'm, I'm not a Wookiee biologist here. What are you supposed to do if you've got, an, like, an itch? I just slap it or something with your palm. I mean, it's anything else is what it said. So I assume even that. That kind of seems like horseshit. Yeah. Think about Wookiees though. Even though they make stuff really well, they didn't consider their stuff art. They considered it mere survival skills. They didn't even have a word for artist in their language. Oh, so kind of Philistines. Yeah, yeah. But they just they saw this as practical stuff. But everyone else was like, ooh, nice, nice stuff, Chewbacca. Like the Amish. Like the Amish. Yeah, they're basically space Amish who live in trees. Um, Amish, this is a little known fact, the Amish are also not allowed to use their claws for anything other than climbing trees. They're also called mad claws. They're also called mad claws, and they are expelled from the Amish colony. Brother Yoder, you've used your claws to churn the butter. Your mad Out claw. with you. Out with you. <laughs> Wookiees have a bit of a dark side, uh, and that's the Wookiee rage. Uh-oh. When Wookiees are angry, they go into a berserker rage. Uh-oh. They had a terrible reputation of ripping their arms off their enemies. Oh. Oh, so that's okay. So but... you remember in uh, episode four where he says, let the Wookiee win? Yeah, yeah. That's because he's going to rip your arm off. Oh, boy. They had a slang expression called Wookinate, which Wikipedia helpfully describes as referring to the rendering harmless of an enemy using excessive force. Okay. All right. I can see that. Just say when it rips your arm off. It's, you got Wookinated. You got Wookinated. Yeah, dude, you got Wookinated. So they, they describe the Wookiee rage, and they describe it as the state of racial rage, which I thought was really weird wording. So, like, racial animus, basically? Like, kind of. When you just get really angry, you just get really racist, and you rip someone's arms off, like yeah. that sort of thing? Yes. That happens sometimes yes. to all of us, I yes. think? I did notice a... I found one little bit here that... The reason this is in, in Legends as opposed to canon, because it's it's um, contradicted by The Force Awakens. Okay, um... so bow casters. That's Chewbacca's weapon. It looks like a laser crossbow. Yes. They're handcrafted. Yes. Uh, often made of wood or metal. Of course. But it says physically weaker species cannot use them effectively. But in Force Awakens, Han Solo uses it. It says, I gotta get me one of these. So that's why it's a legend now. You know what? Yeah. That's... Oh my god. Well, yeah. obviously J.J. Abrams did not read Wikipedia. No, he did not. He did not. I think he's part of Disney's plot to get rid of these wonderful legends. I think he's part of the problem then. I think he's trying to rewrite history. I think so. It's like when people try to change 
the flag. Oh, no. Trying yeah. to rewrite history. I mean, like, I guess in that case, it's because the flag is, like, super racist and has no business being a symbol for anything. But in this case, um, I forget where I was going with this. But anyway, well, they should stop it. What do you think a Wookiee flag looks like? Like for Kashyyyk? What do you think the king flies above his, his uh, Wookiee castle? The, well, if the king's Chewbacca's dad, then it's that sexy lady from that porn video. Ooh la la. But I think for other Wookiees, maybe it would just be like a claw with like an X over it. No claws. Like don't, no claws. Don't, don't do this. Claws. Ripping people's arms off, okay. Using your claw to like help carve a table or something? No. No claws involved there. Definitely not. That's from his racial rage. Yeah. There's a whole history section. It was very long. And the thing about Star Wars too is people just reuse the same ideas all the time. And so in all the books and all the novels and comics and movies, there's basically this pattern of Wookiees get enslaved. Wookiees fight the enslavers. They're free. Wookiees get enslaved. Wookiees fight the enslavers. They're free over the course of like thousands of years. And so I didn't feel like going through all that because it was that over and over again of them like getting enslaved and having trouble and then getting free. And so that's exactly what happens with Wookiees. I did some fun stuff from behind the scenes sections. There's some fun behind the scenes sections here. The Wookiee word originated in THX 1138, George Lucas's first film in which the actor is driving a, a kind of a hover car, and he says, I think I just ran over a Wookiee. Yeah. Oh, my God. How would you run over somebody who is 2.1 meters Again, tall? Again, not an actual Star Wars Wookiee, but he's just a funny word that he put in his script, and it became uh, a Star Wars race. Okay, I hope. Um, there was some great concept art that I found, and this is was going to blow your, your Wookiees don't have six boobs thing out of the water, because in the very first concept art oh of Wookiees, God. they got six boobies. <laughs> That just, I mean, like, if you're a warrior, you can't just, I feel like you can't just have them out. But they do. I mean, I think I think this kind of implies originally Chewbacca is maybe supposed to be a lady. I know maybe. it was part of, one thing that has kind of, like, been thrown around in the Star Wars history is that originally Han Solo was supposed to be married to a Wookiee. Yes, yes, right? I remember hearing that at some point. I think that was something George Lucas said, like, behind the scenes when they were making the Star Wars Christmas See, special. you know all this stuff. No, I only know about the... <laughs> For some reason, my knowledge of Star Wars is confined to the Christmas special. Well, that's good. I mean, that's which the... is an element of Star Wars so bad that they actively have tried to bury it since it yes. came out. At one point, George Lucas said that there could be no more Wookiee Jedi in the expanded <gasps> universe. That's racist. Well, here's the thing. Lucas went back on that in the Clone Wars because he put a little Jedi Wookiee named Gungi in it. Uh, and that's his show that he wrote. Uh, we might call that the Smoking Gungi. Ooh. That's good. See what I did there? Do you know that fans of jam bands are sometimes called Wookiees or Wooks due to their stereotype of having unshaven faces, long hair, and lack of personal hygiene? I didn't know that. I didn't really want to know that, but now I do. And Wookiees bear a notable resemblance to the cryptozoological phenomena of the Sasquatch. Oh, really? It also mentioned during Return of the Jedi, uh, Peter Mayhew plays Chewbacca. Sure. He had, they were filming in, in like the California like Redwood Forest. Oh, yeah. So he had to wear an orange vest while walking around as Chewbacca so people didn't think he was a Sasquatch. <gasps> Oh, my God. But what if people thought he was a Sasquatch just doing some construction work? Safety Sasquatch. Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to go for a morning jog. Last fact I have for you about Wookiees. Did you know that the online Star Wars wiki, Wikipedia, is named after the species? Whoa. Whoa. Hold the phone. Yep. That is the most mind-blowing fact that you've told me this entire time. Yep. So that's my that's my Wookiee lesson. Do you have any questions? What the f***? Uh, my thoughts... Exactly. Now that's just a taste. This is a pretty, uh, pretty mainstream Wikipedia article. We delve deep. There's crazy things on there. I actually don't feel like most of it is that ridiculous. The only parts I find ridiculous are one: the concept of Mad Claw, uh-huh. where you can tear people's arms off, but yeah. you can't use your claws except for climbing trees. Yeah. And two: the amount of attention 
paid to the definition of Chewbacca's legs. Just Wookiees in general. Like, they're just powerful legs. Like, they have they have just rippling calves and muscular thighs. and uh... Despite all that, they can still get asthma. Well, thanks, Ryan. I can't wait to see what you have in store for us next week. I want to see what you have in store for me next week. It's going to be exciting to learn about more Middle-earthy things. And it presumably will not be as appealing to Flat Earthers. So, Flat Earthers listening to this, sorry, this was really your one and only hurrah. I'll try to find a flat planet in Star Wars. There's got to be at least one. Well, I mean, if there could be, like, a whole planet that's all snow, or a whole planet that's, like, literally everybody who lives there is evil, or... Or a planet that's covered in kilometer-tall trees. Yeah, then surely there could be a flat planet. furry people who can't use their claws. Yes. What if Arda, the planet of Arda, is actually in the Star Wars universe? I mean, there's no reason it can't be. What if... This is, like, my new fan theory. Yeah. We're gonna make this fan theory go viral over the course of this show. Okay. All right, cool. Okay. That's all for now. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks for sticking with us. See you next week. Bye. Bye.